to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, nine, nine days in and another great day of work and plenty to talk about here on the Drive Time Podcast. I think it'll be a little bit shorter of a show. At least I plan for that with no coach talking today. We will hear from coach on Sunday. We had some great interviews with Tyreek Hill, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, and Austin Jackson. And of course, extensive, extensive practice notes from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins Originally, I had contemplated doing a big picture takeaways from the first nine days of camp on this pod, but I think I'll save that for, I think, I think next week will be a good time to do that. I think today we just jump right into the practice notes and go to the media veils of the four guys we mentioned there in the open with Wilkins, Tyreek Phillips, and Austin Jackson, and Today's practice really had a little bit of everything. We had something of a scrimmage type of period towards the end, a little more game simulation type of situation with 16 minutes on the clock and a bunch of good work in that final period to show, or I should say to finish off the practice on Saturday in front of a bunch of fans here at the Baptist Health Training Complex. We had a little bit shorter of an indie circuit and a, or an indie period and circuit period of the defense. I saw plenty of team reps with a ton to cover. And perhaps my favorite part of practice was the very middle of the session when they broke for some special teams work and the quarterbacks came over to the near field throwing at a net that was set up five yards deep into the end zone along the sideline of the end zone. And the three quarterbacks would take a snap from the the plus 40 yard line, one hitch and fire that thing from about the 45 ish yard line. So roughly a 50 yard shot into this net that's probably about three feet by three feet. Tua hit two of them, Teddy hit two of them, Skyler hit one, and they were out of six attempts. But it was the camaraderie aspect of it that I liked. And I always say this, right, that social media isn't like a real place, and you get a much more accurate reflection of how people think and really just how society is in general with real-life interactions. And to me, I've always thought being a fan meant loving your team really unconditionally, supporting them regardless of the win-loss record, and you take offense when someone else from another team tries talking trash about your guys. Defend your guys, right? And that's exactly what I thought we saw during this period was full support of everybody on the team. If they're wearing a Dolphins logo, you should support them. First, a Tua, Tua chant breaks out, and Teddy puts one, one arm around Tua and uses the other to motion the crowd like, let's go, keep it coming, keep it coming, for Tua Tungavailoa, and they did. And then the crowd starts to chant for Teddy, and Tua returns the favor by doing the exact same thing for him. Then they both start doing the same thing for Skylar Thompson as Teddy and Tua egg on the crowd, and a Skylar chant breaks out. I think that was my favorite moment of camp so far here on day number nine. It was also something of a turning point in the day for Tungavailoa because What we've seen through most of camp has been a highly efficient, supremely accurate quarterback who is finding rhythm and playing with exceptional timing to maximize the weapons the Dolphins have surrounded him with. So 
when his first throw of the day is high and off the mark, you notice that. Like, oh, that's, that's new. You know, quarterbacks miss throws. It happens every game, every practice. Nobody has ever played a perfect game. He also threw a pick in practice, his second of camp so far in, in, as far as team periods go. And in this portion, so not his best start to practice, but also, honestly, not even... I wouldn't even say it was bad. It just wasn't great. And I was saying this to Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins. I don't want to see Tua just complete every pass because I tend to think this defense can be pretty dang good. And I wouldn't expect them to get beat every single play, every single day by an offense that was led by Dan Marino, Randy Moss, and Jerry Rice. I would expect them to get their wins against that offense. What I want to see is good on good. Tight coverage beaten by tight throws. Good routes matched by good recovery speed. A mix of clean pockets and pass rush that gets home occasionally. And that's really what we've been getting through nine days here at Dolphins Camp. I've also really enjoyed the mix of looks. The offense gives the defense and the defense gives the offense. More on that just in one minute here. We've seen some plays schemed up that have created wide open receivers where the flow goes one way, out kicks a receiver the other way, and it's all kinds of room to run after the catch. We've seen some blitz packages that work and get home instantly. Good. That's what they're supposed to do. That's why Josh Boyer is Josh Boyer. And also, this point I think is imperative, knowing what you don't know, right? It's a very valuable lesson in the sport. I know that I don't know the progression of the installs throughout camp. Are they running into unfavorable box counts just to give themselves that look? Are they making the check to get to the right look and this defense isn't reacting to give the offense the same benefit? Like there are so many variables to this. It's the most esoteric game ever created. And when you're on a practice field and there isn't black and white tangible things to look for, which is a result, right? In a game, you get yards and points. You know that's how the game is measured that's what matters. But in practice, <clears throat> you could have this period that's weighted against one side. You might have an individual who's working on different techniques and getting things sorted out in practice opposed to waiting to try those things out on game day. The result isn't the measuring stick you're looking for here in practice. Coaches know it. We don't know it. So all of that is to say that on top of the challenge of assessing 22 players at one given time and only one set of eyeballs to do that and no replay to go back and pour over, it's very hard to do. So we try to find things that stand out with our somewhat trained eye and give you the notes accordingly. So back to practice itself. After that throwing session, we come back for some more teamwork, some team period, and Tua just gets on a heater, man. It started off with a strike you've certainly seen on social by now. And if you haven't, get over to at Miami Dolphins on Twitter, IG, or Facebook and treat yourself to what I think might have been his best throw of camp. We understand how quickly windows present themselves and close in this league, right? If you see a window and then you throw it, you're going to be late. On this look, Waddle is operating between underneath coverage of Noah Igbenogany, who's in trail, and a safety over the top where Igbenogany wants to funnel him to. But even with that, you're going to have that beat where there's an opportunity for the football to fit in, especially with the presence of Javon Holland, how quickly those windows do close when he's back there in coverage. And right as Waddle clears Igbo, what does clear mean? So, if you're running to the inside portion of the field, the cornerback is inside. By the time you cross his body and get inside of him, that's clearing. So that's what Waddle wants to do. That's where he wants to get on this play. And the ball is there right as he clears Igbenogany. So that means the ball had to come out ahead of time, right? Anticipation. And the thing is right there between the one and the seven so as to not take Waddle upfield into the waiting arms of Javon Holland 
And not just that, but the ball takes him upfield and into a position he can run after the catch for a 65-yard touchdown catch and run where he really, really showed that speed that he has and that we all love in Jalen Waddell's game. Then Tua comes back and gets on the move and finds Tyreek with just a beautifully layered ball to the second level, which also allows Tyreek to turn it up for 25, 30-ish or so yards. Then he has another ball that I thought was awesome to Tyreek for what looked like a 25-yard bullet for a touchdown. Tyreek gets to the goal line, flattens down the line, and the ball meets him out of his break. But there's Xavier Howard to reach in and poke that thing out. And if it seems like X has been balling out of control this week in practice, let's just go ahead and hear what Tyreek Hill had to say about that. Yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really sick of going against X, man. I, like, he, he been locking me up in practice, man. So I, really, I'm really eager to go against somebody else, somebody that uh, I played twice, you know. So I mean, I really can't wait to get to Tampa, and I know the guys are, are very eager to get down there as well to play. So everybody's excited, man. Tua then had a pair of touchdowns in low red zone work. That means like five or so yard line, and one to Tyreek, one to Waddle. What's new? Broken record. Really good practice on balance for Tua, and I think this week was a good experience for him to see a variety of different looks, to enjoy some highs and lows, and really progress through the other end of it, and just become a better player on the other side. That's what these are for, and I think we saw some of that from Tua this week. Teddy also had some nice shots today, including a bunch of them to Jalen Waddle. More on that in a moment. I thought he also had his best ball of camp when Braylon Sanders puts on this gorgeous release move at the line of scrimmage to get on top of the cornerback immediately, stack him, and provide Teddy a window for a quick, deep rip. Teddy lays that thing right in there, but Sanders couldn't quite squeeze it off the fingertips, a drop pass. I think that was one of his first drops of camp, and frankly, I was way more excited about the release than anything else because if you can't get off the line, you can't play in this league, and Sanders clearly can do that. Skylar Thompson looked pretty damn good today, too, I thought. He drove one pass from the far hash right into the bucket for a big completion to Ezukama, and then he had one where the rookie really showed his stuff on a good throw. Skylar breaks the pocket, moving to his left, and whips one downfield 50 or so yards into the end zone, and Ezukama, man, the way he plays the ball in the air down there, it's, it's like going up against a jump ball against like Yao Ming. Like, good luck. Ezukama gets in position to kind of box out and keep the defensive back at the goal line as the ball sails over the goal line. And then you see him extend and the DB's kind of flat-footed because Ezukama kind of kept him in check. He extends, secures that ball up over his head for a touchdown catch. More 50-50 balls looking like 80-20 balls for Eric Ezukama. Earlier, I mentioned Waddle. What a day he had. And it was just full, the full complement of his skill set. Like we saw last year, the way he was able to make an impact as a receiver that you know was a chain mover type of guy, make those tough catches in the quick game to keep the chains moving. In college, we saw him as one of the most electrifying big play threats the college game had really ever seen. I mean, the dude caught 21 out of 25 deep passes that traveled 20 or more air yards. That's a completion rate you'd see on passes 10 yards and under, but he did it on deep passes. And most of those were from two of what it's worth. So today, the speed to run away from the defense, the body control to pull that thing down on a high pass around the sideline to tap the toes, the tough, sure-handed nature of his game to pluck it in traffic and through some contact, getting out of his breaks. It's just, you know I'm a fan of his game. And frankly, watching him and 10 do their thing out there, I would pay to come to these practices if I had to. No question about that. Let's go ahead and hear what Tyreek Hill had to say about the way second-year pro Jalen Waddle approaches his game after Waddle yesterday praised Tyreek for the way he's taught him about the approach of the game and being a true professional. It's the same way, you know. Um, I, I can I can kind of, you know, um, 
put us in the same category. You know, when, when I was at his age and at his time in his career, you know, came into work every day. Um, he worked hard, didn't make excuses, and he did what he was told, you know. And, you know, when another guy got the ball, he played for that guy no matter what. So if, I, so if I'm getting the ball, he blocking for me, you know what I'm saying? Or if Raheem or anybody else or Tua got the ball, he doing what he got to do to make plays for this team. So that's all I can ask for, for a young guy, man, trying to, trying to learn, trying to make it, you know, trying to do what he can to support his family or whatever. So shout out to J-Dub for that. Before the passing game got going, the running game was doing its thing early in practice, and the first period of team was really full of explosives in that running game. And just real quick, back to Tua, I forgot to mention one of his best throws on a quick route to Chase Edmonds against a blitz look from the defense that essentially was the perfect call and perfect sight adjustment by Tua to see the pressure and put the football in that vacancy and allowing Chase to catch it in stride and take off had an easy 20 yards and was probably one broken tackle, albeit Javon Holland, so no easy task, from getting out the gate for a 60-yard explosive from the running back. We've seen Raheem do that. We've seen Chase do that. We've seen Savon do that in his time here as well. So explosives from the running backs, been asking for it for a long time. It feels like we have it here with this, uh, this crew of running backs in Miami. I thought Chase's best run was the second play of practice where there was no penetration, but the inside was completely clogged up. So he sees it, bounces it wide, and wins the corner with his speed. And Austin Jackson told me today what stands out about Chase's game is he's fast, very fast. He's a great runner, picks the right holes. Pretty great, simple enough. The line was moving, guys, today, man. Let's go back to Austin Jackson and hear how he thinks the leaner muscle mass that he has gained this offseason has helped him so far in training camp. Yeah, so I was able to maintain a lot of my lean mass and add more, but also slimmed down, and I think that's helped me be a lot more quicker, a lot more in shape, um, even stronger at, at that. And let me tell you, there were some running lanes out there today. Raheem Mostert had a nice run that went for big yardage out wide. Savon Ahmed had one, too, where you see those orange cleats that he wears picking up and putting down quick, man. This backfield's so fast. Jared Dokes got to the second level on one run today as well. Plenty of space. I thought there was good blocks to go around. Teestead, Eichenberg, Hunter Long had a beautiful seal on the Svon Ahmed run. Austin and Rob, Connor Williams in the middle, Blaze Andrews in the Dokes run. Really good stuff all the way around. Let's go ahead and take our first break, and we'll come back and catch up with the defense and hear from Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins and more from Tyreek Hill. That's next on the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by Auto Nation. finished up on the offense in the first segment picking it up here with the defense let's go ahead and start up front first with a couple of media sound bites from Christian Wilkins who was in the orange jersey today and Jalen Phillips and really one of the things that continues to stand out about both of these guys' game is in addition to the physical skill sets that procure first round level talents to be drafted that highly When you compare that physical aspect of the game with a studious nature that is trenched heavily in really good work ethics and guys that kind of understand the mental side of the game and and how you get off blocks by, you know, applying this technique against this look or just understanding how I have to get my butt in this gap or get my hands in this position or if this particular pass rush move brings out this particular pass set from this offensive lineman then I can counter this later in the game like you might see with a great play caller who sets somebody up that's something we talked about with Jalen Phillips 
in the pre-draft process was just how dang good he was at evolving his pass rush game throughout the course of a game and understanding how to go to moves later in the game to get the best out of that. Him and Christian had great press availabilities talking about that stuff. And there's one more part I want to talk about with Jalen Phillips on this because I was so blown away by it. And then just real quick here on Jalen Phillips, what a great guy he is. I mean, he was very popular during his media session. When the scrum is that large, you kind of have to be aggressive with how you approach it. And sometimes you're going to have to cut people off to to get your question in and, and get heard by the player or the coach that you're talking to. And there was a reporter who had tried a couple of times to jump in, but kept getting cut off by a louder voice. And so Jalen, after a couple of those answers, points to the reporter, make sure that they got their question in. And if you never heard him on the fish tank, like go back and check out that podcast because you get a sense of just how this guy thinks and how aware he is of, of you know his actions and his impact. And also remember, this guy won the Nat Moore Community Service Award last year for the Miami Dolphins as a rookie, the first rookie to ever do that. He just gets it. As for his and Christian's game, it's more of the same. Nice rhyme, man. He had another sack today of uh, Tua, where a play where Tua wants to get the ball out quick, but there was good coverage from Noah Igbenogany, which forces him to kind of pull it down and go to that secondary read. And by the time he did, Phillips had come off his block and got home for another sack. He gets one every single day, it seems like. Christian had back-to-back plays where, again, broken record. He blew up runs in the backfield against the running game. He does it every single day. I asked him about something I discussed with Coach Austin Clark and Zach Sealer about their extra work they do and the knowledge of the system and scheme to be able to quickly correct errors they make when they happen. Here's what Christian said about working with Austin and Zach and just getting things right after they maybe don't go right on a particular play. No, definitely. Um, you know, I, I definitely work hard, um, you know, on my craft and, um, you know, and try to trying to understand, you know, what it is that I have to do and what our offense is trying to do and things like that. And Zach, I mean, dang, he's been so, so big for me in my career. Um, just, you know, because that's my, that's my guy. That's my best friend on the team. And, um, you know, he's a smart player. We kind of see things really similarly and kind of things he might miss. I can, you know, pick up for him and vice versa. And, it's, you know, he's been great for my development as a player. And we kind of just always bounce things off each other, talk about schemes. And, you know, we're, we're at that point where, we, you know, when we mess up, we're like, okay, this is what happened. It's not as much we're coming over like, oh, what was this? What was that? You know what I mean? We could correct ourselves and we take a lot of pride in that. Speaking of Zach Sealer, I saw him chase Jalen Waddle on a play that got strung out wide. And it's not like he won the race, but he certainly made me realize how quick he is on top of the absolute power that he plays with. Keep an eye on Zach this year. After two really good years here where he kind of had to work his way into a bigger snap count later in the season and did so, he's having a really, really good camp. And, you know, Adam Butler, it it sucks that he had that failed physical and and was released, but I think that just means more snaps for Zach Sealer and getting more of him, I think, is a good thing. Ultimately, he had a swim move today where that powerful push to slingshot himself into the backfield, Ricky Bobby style. It's impressive, man. He does it every single day. We'll hear more from both those guys in the third segment. John Jenkins had a good day today, getting off blocks, getting knocked back in the running game. And yesterday we heard Teron Armstead talk about the addition of Melvin Ingram and how valuable he thinks that addition will be. Every practice, there's like a handful of plays where he just makes something happen, whether it's resetting the line of scrimmage, setting a hard edge, or coming off a block. He's just a pro's pro. 
At linebacker, I thought Egwavon and Riley had some flashes today. They both play so dang fast. It's clearly an emphasis on this team, not just offensively, but defensively, to really magnify the, the speed that they have and playing at that faster rate, kind of going from more of a bigger team, you know, powerful team to more of a speed and explosive type of team this year. And then finally in the secondary, Xavier Howard was excellent once again. He's had such a good week, as we heard earlier from Tyreek. The pass I mentioned earlier that looked like a touchdown from Tua to Tyreek, I don't think more than a handful of corners in the league make that play. I think even fewer corners are in position to make a play on the football and and get a pick. He didn't on this one, but I would expect him to get it next time. 27 picks since December 2017, and we see why every single day. Trill Williams and Noah Igbenogany were awesome today. Trill had three-play succession, like within five minutes of each other, where he covered a deep shot to Tyreek Hill and stay on top of Cheetah. Later, he shuts down this quick screen pass behind the line for a loss where he blows through and makes the tackle or the simulated tackle. Then he made a play as a rusher coming downhill on the quarterback. So he makes plays in all facets of the game. Could be an interesting piece in this defense, maybe even more than just a fourth corner. Maybe he could be, you know, a dime or a half dollar defensive back in your sub packages. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. He's played that well. Noah Ibnogany forced an incompletion with tight coverage on Waddle going deep, and he also got that pick on Tua diving and scooping it off the ground. I thought he was rerouting very effectively today, and in fact, we talk about the coverage causing some sacks this year in training camp and how the quarterbacks are having to buy that extra time. Igbenogany and Trill Williams have been a big part of that so far. It's, it's been good to watch from those guys as they provide provide depth in that cornerback room. And then finally, Verone McKinley snags his first pick of camp. That was his game in college, taking it away with instincts to go to the football. Nice to see the rookie get a play on the ball in practice today. Let's go ahead and take our last break and come back with the rest of the media veils from today. We'll hear from Tyreek Christian and Jalen Phillips uh, here in the third segment. That's next, Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield. Brought to you by AutoNation. Four media availabilities today. They were all very good. We heard from all four of them so far. We're going to play some more sound from three of the guys. Or actually, I got four here for you. Let's go, let's go with all of them. Let's go ahead and start here with Tyreek Hill, who was asked about how his confidence can rub off on his teammates. Here's the cheetah. I feel like it rubs off, I mean, in the right way. And like you said, it rubs off on everyone. You know, um... Tua has even been talking trash, so I think that's great, you know, for his confidence, you know, moving forward, going into these big games that we're about to play. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like a match, man. I just get the thing started, and everybody else just finish it. You feel me? Austin Jackson was asked about Teron Armstead. A lot of the offensive linemen get asked about Teron Armstead and his impact coming back for 11 on 11 the last couple of days. Here's what Jackson said about having him on the field. It was good. I feel like he brings a great level of intensity and focus to the team. We all work very well together, very like-minded. I think he brings a veteran type of leadership too. He definitely brings a lot of experience and decisiveness. I thought that was an interesting comment there by Austin about the intensity and focus to really stay wired in and locked in. That's such a big part of this game, man. Like, Every every snap you go to the line, you have a checklist of, you know, what's the front? What, what does this front mean for me in this particular look? What's the coverage? How are we going to adapt to this? What does motion do? What does the slide, the shift of the defensive line do? And as you kind of go through that mental checklist, it can become easier to make mental mistakes. But when you have a guy like Teron Armstead, who's been around the block and can impart that wisdom on the rest of the guys, I just think it's going to have, in the way Tyreek Hill has an impact on the receivers room, I think Teron's impact on the offensive line group is going to be really tangible 
tangible and also intangible. Let's go ahead and go back to Christian Wilkins. I asked him about something I love talking to him about, the way he retraces screens and his pass rush and all these different, you know, hustle plays. And I just said, like, I've seen you out here retracing throwaways where you run 40 yards down the field and chase the football out of bounds. Are you exaggerating that for any particular reason? Like, what's the point of that? And he had a great answer, like I expected he would. Here's Christian Wilkins on the hustle and effort he puts in out here on the practice field. Um, that's just kind of what I do. Like, and that's you, the way you got to stress yourself and restrain yourself so you can get your conditioning up so then the game is easy, um, you know. Uh, that's what practice is for. You got to harp on those little things. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's how I play in the game. You know, balls away. I'm trying to go get it. Uh, that's just kind of my standard and how I do it. And, like, again, it's a tone setting thing. Uh, no one else has an excuse if one of the, you know, bigger guys on the team, you know, on the defense is doing it. So. It's the type of leader you want to have on your defense right there. We'll hear from Jalen Phillips about that same question here in just a second. He also was asked about Josh Boyer and his role in the D.C. this year. And Jalen just said, I think he's really confident and assertive. He really instills into us that camaraderie that I talk about and just being able to play together and play fast and play hard. So he's definitely comfortable in this position and we all have trust in the world for, in him for sure. Next, he was asked about new position coach, outside linebackers coach Ty McKenzie. Here he is talking about Tyrone McKenzie. Yeah, man, Ty is intense, um, but he's goofy. He's funny, man. We're really close. Uh, he really cares a lot about his job, cares a lot about his family and about us. And, you know, we're kind of included in that family category. And so you know, I've loved my experience with him. Uh, and I think we're just going to continue to grow closer and, and build our bond. And then a follow up. How is it playing for a guy that has done it in the NFL like Ty McKenzie, who played? in the same position as you in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he can just teach from experience. And I think uh, sometimes that's a lot more useful just because he knows exactly what we're feeling, what we're going through, and the techniques that have to be used to be successful. Um, and so, you know, I think that having a coach that played in the league is really invaluable. And then here's that last part about Jalen talking about the love you show for your teammates by the way you play, by the way you prepare, by the way you hustle. Here's the Dolphins' outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, we always say that you can measure your love for your teammate by how close you are to the ball at the end of the play. Uh, and really all that's about is just not playing just for yourself. You're playing for your brothers around you. I mean, we're all fighting for our livelihood. I mean, this is how people feed their families. And so uh, to really love and trust your teammates is to go out there and put it all on the line for them and, and for the organization as a whole. All right, there you have it. That is our Saturday edition of the Drive Time Podcast. We're going to be back with you guys tomorrow recapping day 10 here from the Baptist Health Training Complex. Hoping to see some more of you fans out here as well. It's been fun, and we did get a shorter show in today than we normally do, so good for me. I actually stuck to my guns on that one. In the meantime, you all please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL for live practice updates. We'll have those in Tampa for you as well, I think, after practice because I think it's going to be closed, uh, so no live tweeting, but after the fact with a podcast and a written piece up on MiamiDolphins.com as well, the training camp notebook written by yours truly. Don't forget the Fish Tank podcast with Seth and OJ and our weekly Twitter Spaces show every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on Twitter. And last but not least, the YouTube channel for the media availabilities, Drive Time Dolphins Today all that good stuff. And of course, fins up, Caroline, daddy's coming home. <laughs>